welcome to the World Evangelistic Podcast that has been created and designed to help you deal with all topics of life based on the power in the Word of God. We hope you have a Bible, we hope you have a notebook and pen that you're ready to take some notes as you listen and learn from Evangelist Kofi. While you're listening, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss a thing. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at World Evangelistic and visit us online at worldevangelistic.com. As you're listening, do us a huge favor, leave a five-star rating and enjoy the message. Today, I just came from Africa yesterday and we had a great experience with God and, you know, a few days ago, um, a young man sent me a message on Facebook and said, can I, can I come and see you? And I was very hesitant in replying this message. He said, can I come and see you? And, you know, you don't want to be seeing people, and especially in, in Africa, um, because it's not as safe as it's supposed to be. But then he wrote, when I was not replying the message, he wrote and said, my wife is sick and I want to bring my wife for you to pray for her. And I know when you pray for my wife, she would be made, she would be healed. And that brought me back to the scriptures. The lady said, I know that the, 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 the man said that I know when you pray for my servant, he would be made whole. And when Jesus prayed, the servant was made whole. I was like, okay, bring your wife. So they, he brought his wife very late at night. It was about eight, eight o'clock in, in the evening. And um, we're sitting in my living room. I asked what was going on. And he said that she's been having severe headaches for about two weeks. They've been to the hospital, been given medications. She's been taking the medications, but yes, still, the, um, the, the symptoms or the problem was still there. There was no sign of it going away or it going down. We laid hands on her, prayed for her, and immediately the fever broke off. The headache broke off from her, and the next day he was in contact with me. Um, the headache didn't return, and they brought another person who had more... Um, they called um, S, what is it, SS or whatever that sickness is, and we also prayed for, and the Lord touched that baby. What I, what I want to encourage you or what I want to tell you this morning, that there is nothing that you are going through in life that God can do something about it. There is no situation that God can change. There is no mountains that is insurmountable. That even if there is a mountain that great men have got, got into and have not been able to overcome. When the power of God comes upon you this morning and you encounter God in a very special way, and in a very divine way, God will give you that power to be able to remove. You know, Jesus Christ said that you shall say to the mountain, be that cast out and be removed and it shall be removed. All you need is to believe on God. All you need is to have an encounter and experience the love of God for your life. And when you do and you experience this God, nothing can stop you. Nothing can resist your progress. Nothing can resist your advancement. And that is what you, you, would, you experience all the time when we come on. That we come and bring you the word of God back with the power of God. Paul said, for the words that I speak, they are not words of persuasion, but they are of the demonstration of the spirit and of power. That's why we share testimonies. We show you videos of our festival of life. We show you videos of our services and you see what God is doing in the lives of this. God is using this ministry to do the lives that God is using this ministry to touch and to transform. And you are in line. You are in line. You are in line 
to be the to, to, to be the next one to testify of the love of God and the goodness of God in your life. Listen, there is no limitations, there is no boundaries for the power of God to touch you. The, the, when the man met Jesus Christ and says, that, Come, my servant is sick, and Jesus Christ said, Let's go. He says, No, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, for I am a man under authority. You say to one, goes and he goes. You say to I say to one, come and he comes. So speak that word, and my servant shall be made whole. And Jesus spoke the word, and the servant was made whole that is that very hour. Let me tell you, he says, for he says that I sent forth my word and he healed them of all their sickness and their diseases. Just by the spoken word of God, the word of God is potent, the word of God is active, sharper than any two edged sword. That when you open up your heart and you receive and say that today is the day, that today is the day that I receive the word of God to bring healing into my body. Today is the day that I receive the word of God to bring deliverance into my life. Today is the day that I receive the word of God to bring transformation in my life. When you open up your heart and say that I will receive that which I've been believing for so long, that which I've been hoping for, I will turn my hope into faith. And today God will touch me via this broadcast. Today God will touch me via this TV. Wherever I'm watching for, I am connecting my faith with the faith that is on this ministry with a grace that is upon this ministry with a grace that is upon this ministry and I would receive everything that God has for me that which God said is mine I am not living here the Bible says that there was a lady with the issue of blood who had been bleeding for over 12 years heard that Jesus Christ heard all the mighty things and the miracles that Jesus was doing all the great things that Jesus was doing. And this lady heard that Jesus was passing by somewhere. So the lady positioned herself where Jesus was. And the lady reached out and grabbed the hem. You know, just look at it this way, even in medical terms. Um, if you've been bleeding for 12 years, physically you are weak. You can't even walk. You can't even do things. You are not a normal person. You have been bleeding 12 years. You've, you've spent all your money. You've spent all your energy. You've, everything that, the know-hows, you have done it. Some of you, you are watching, you have done everything that you know how to do. Like, like the, my friend that wrote me on Facebook about his wife. He, you know, his wife had a headache, a severe headache. He knew that he has to go to the doctors. Everybody would tell you, go to the doctors. He went to the doctors. They gave him, they run all the tests that they could on her. They gave her the medication that she needed. The know-how, she has done it. Now, what is, what is next for her to do? Now, all hope is lost. There is, no, there is nothing for this lady to do anymore. The lady has been, she's been spent all her money, all, everything that she had, she has spent it on doctors for 12 years. For 12 years, until one day, she heard that there was a man in town. That the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This lady heard that there was a man called Jesus, who went about doing good. This man, he says that I've experienced all the doctors, I've been to all the best hospitals in town, I've been to the Hopkins, I've been to Pittsburgh, I've been to all the best hospitals in Boston and there is no there is no solution for my problem there is no answer to what I'm going through people the doctors can't tell me what I'm going through they, today they say this is the problem tomorrow they say this is another thing and now I have run out of options I don't know what to do anymore but then he she heard that there was a man called Jesus passing by this man was not charging anybody this man was not doing consultations this man will just walk by and the blind begin to see the bible says that everywhere he went he was doing good the lame began to walk 
the blind began to see that deaf ears were open. This Jesus Christ, I want to tell you, and I want to, I want to, I want to commend this Jesus to you this morning. That, that the same thing that he did for them. He says that the works that I do, they, that, the works you would also do, and greater works than this would you also do. Listen, this Jesus went by and the lady stretched forth her hands and grabbed the hem of his garment because, they, you know, she couldn't press on. She couldn't go through the people. She was weak. She was probably clawing on her, on her, on her force, you know, because she, she didn't have the energy to push the people around. When she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, the Bible says that Jesus said that something left Jesus and entered into the lady. And immediately the lady was made whole. Let me tell you this. As we speak this morning, as we preach you the word of God and we pray for you, something will leave your phones. Something will leave your TV sets. Something will leave and enter into your body. And that which the doctors have said that there is no hope. That which the doctors have said that this is a point of no return. You cannot come out of this. We don't have answers for you. Go home and die. Your, 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 your answer, you've ran out. We have ran out of solutions. We have ran out of options. The, the only way for you is that you just go and die in peace. Let me tell you this. Wherever you are watching from, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I know that I'm speaking to somebody. God said that there is a second chance for your life. There is a second chance for your life. God will touch you. God will deliver you. God will set you free. God will set you free. God will heal your body. God will raise you out of those sick bed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. There was a man who was at the pool of Bethsaida. The Bible says that he was crippled. He lay there for 38 years. That a, that a day that an, the angel of God will come and stir up the waters. Then when the waters is stirred, the one that jumps into the pool first receives their healing. This man was lame. This man was weak. This man was paralyzed. This man couldn't drag himself into the pool. When the angel comes and he tries to go, everybody jumps over him. People step over him and then they get their healing. He's been laying there for 38 years and yet still he has not been able to touch the water. Just one encounter with Jesus Christ. He didn't need to get in the pool. Jesus just spoke a word to him. Rise up, pick up your bed and walk. And the man rose up and he picked up his bed and he began to walk. Listen, Peter and John were going to the temple, were going to the temple, the hour of prayer. And they met a man at the gate called Beautiful. This man was a beggar. This man was crippled. He was lame. He was begging arms. This man lived his life at the mercies of people to be able to survive. This man didn't know what, what to do. He People lift him up and put him there and will lift him up. And when I went to Africa, I saw many people. People grabbed their hands and walked with them along the street to beg for arms. They didn't have any hope. They don't know what to do. They can't work even if they want to work. They are disabled. And there wasn't no disabilities, um, disability check for them. So all that what he needed to do to survive was what he was doing. He was a lame man, a lame beggar. And one day, the Bible says that Peter and John, when they were going into the temple to pray, they met this man. This man asked them for money. And he says that silver, I don't have. The money you want, I don't have $2 to give you. I don't have $10 to give you. Even if I give you that money today, tomorrow it would run out. You would be in need again. But something that I have, I have a name that is above every other name. I have a name that is above lameness. I have a name that is above cancer. I have a name that is above deafness. 
Jesus. I have a name that raised the dead from the dead. And he says that in that name, in that name, in the name of Jesus Christ, pick up your bed, rise up from your sick bed. And the Bible says that immediately that man, they helped him off his feet. And the man began to leap and dance and shout and run. Listen, that same miracle working power is, is at work today. That same Jesus, that name is so potent today. That same, that name Jesus is still working miracles today. It's still doing wonders today. And it will do wonders for you in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is just an opening. I'm just greeting you. I'm going to talk more about prayer today because I'm just coming from Africa. And I've been gingered. I've, I've seen, I've saw a lot. I've saw a lot of things going on. I saw a lot of things happening. And I've, I've been stirred up and fired up in my spirit, which I believe that what we need in America what we need in America, especially in our churches in America, is that we need a prayer revival in our churches. The spirit, the, 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 the spirit of prayer intercession needs to arise up in us. You know, we, our church, there is, we have enough programs, we have enough leadership trainings, we have enough outreaches, but we don't have enough prayer. And then you can never have enough prayer. The Bible says that pray without season. So which means that prayer is a constant thing. Many times in the lives of Jesus Christ, who is our master, our Lord and our savior, many times the Bible says that Jesus withdrew himself and went into prayer. Jesus prayed throughout the night and during the day he worked, he constantly and constantly, that at a time he withdrew the three disciples with him and when they went, they, they went to prayer with him. The Bible says that they fell asleep and Jesus asked them, could you not tarry even for just one hour? And, and one of the, you know, the problem that we are facing today or the problem we are facing our churches, and, and I'm, talk, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this because of where I'm coming from. I, the moment we touched down in Africa, we got there, I believe um, it was a Thursday night, Thursday night, no, Thursday night or Friday night, they picked us up from the airport and we went straight into um, a prayer all night, a three day, a 48 hour prayer all night, which was continuously for 48, 48 hours, nonstop, prayed for 48 hours nonstop. And you see the works and the miracles that is taking place. You see that the, the, the kind of ministries that is springing forth in, in, in Africa and the kind of finances that has been there those ministers are commanding in a third world country and you wonder you ask them what is their secret and all they, they tell you is that it's prayer i was sitting with a man of god who god has used to build a city in a village you know it doesn't make sense he has built a city in a village how can you build a city in a village because you have to build a village in a city but he's built a city in a village and i asked him i was sitting in his in his house on a Sunday after church and we were talking and we spoke for about five hours and you were telling me, he said many, many a times I could shut off my phone and disconnect from ministry for about six months and just stay in prayer and pray to God. And when I come out, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm a new person. Prayer and when you see the kind of miracles that is happening, the kind of, the kind of power that people are ex showing forth in Africa, it is, it is amazing. The, the Bible says that if the people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I would heal, I would come into their aid and I would heal their land. When you get to the point where you 
saturate yourself in prayer, the power of God comes upon your life and you are able to be able to possess the land that which God has given you and be able to penetrate and advance according to what God has purposed and desired for you. We have to get to the point where prayer becomes the, the most important thing for the church. We are doing all the outreaches, you know, we win. I, sometimes I sit down and I, I wonder, we win souls, but yes, so the souls do not remain in the church. We go there and we do great outreaches. But yes, so when we look for the souls that we've won, we, we don't find them, we don't see them. When the Bible, you know, Paul says that, that my children whom I travel for over and over again, when you begin to travel for your children, they remain. When you begin, when Zion traveled, it brings, it, when Zion traveled, she gave forth her children. For you to give birth to spiritual children, for you to be able to have the spiritual children that we need or that we need to be able to advance in this world, prayer has to be a vital part of, the, of our ministry. Prayer has to be a vital part of our ministry. There is many pastors, many ministries in, in the world and in America that don't even have a prayer life. That is why we are not able to see the miracles that we are supposed to be seeing. For the Bible says that for these signs shall follow they that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall heal the sick and they shall raise the dead. If, the, we, are, if we are not casting out devils, if we are not healing the sick, and if we are not raising the dead, then there is a problem in, in, in our belief system. We have to get to the point where the, the Bible says that the earnest expectation of all creation it awaits the manifestations of the sons of God. I believe that this is the time that the children of God has to arise. We have to manifest the power of God to save the lost and the dying. We have to manifest the power of God to this generation, that this generation no longer needs the argument. This generation needs to see the proof in our Christianity. This generation needs to see the proof of the power of God. That if truly God heals, we need to see the healing power of God. That if truly God delivers, we need to see the deliverance power of God. That if truly God sets free, then we need to see God setting people free. If people are not getting healed in the church, if people are not being set free in the church, if people are not being delivered in the church, then there is a problem, Then, the, which means that there is a deficiency of power in the church. And the only way we can walk in power is through the altar of prayer. It's through the altar of prayer. If a church does outreaches, more outreaches than they, they, they pray, then which means there is, there is, there is, there is an error. A, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not supposed to be in words only. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not supposed to be in just speaking only. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is supposed to be the solution center. And I see a new generation of young people coming. That is saying that we will lay on the altars of God. We would sleep upon the altars of God. And we would receive the power of God to set this generation free. We would break the prison doors. We would set the captive free. 
him that we will not even, if, if we are put into prison, we shall pray and the foundations of the prison shall be shaken. That our chain shall be broken off because of the power that is in prayer and the potency that is in prayer. We shall heal the sick, we shall cast out devils, and we shall raise the dead in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That ministry shall not be in words only. Ministry shall not be in talking only. Our churches shall not just talk about the healing power of God, but our churches shall demonstrate the power of God to this generation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When the sick, you know, when I go to Africa, um, I was talking to a man of God who, um, when he was coming up, his mother had a, uh, his mother was a midwife and in Africa, when you were a nurse, you start your own clinic um, somewhere and his mother had a, his mother had a clinic and he was, um, he was a minister. And anytime somebody came to the hospital and the mother saw that this problem was beyond medicine, he, she would refer the problem to her son. And every time they went to her son, the, the, the person got healed. That is the kind of, that is where the church needs to get to. Instead of the church referring people to the hospitals, the hospitals need to be referring people to the church. I believe that God in these last days, he will throw himself around. He will throw his weight around and he will demonstrate his power in a very profound way like we have never seen before. But that would only fall upon the churches that would say that enough, let's go into the altar of prayer. Let's begin to pray like never before. Let's begin to contend like never before. The Bible said that Jacob was laying under a tree and an angel appeared to him that Jacob began to wrestle with the angel and says that if you don't bless me I'm not gonna let you go that we have to get to the point that we wrestle with God we wrestle with the angel of God in prayer and say that we would pray until something happens we would pray until something breaks we would pray until something is loose we would pray until there is an anointing we would pray until there is a favor we would pray until there is a prosperity we would pray until there is a manifestation of the power and the spirit of God to be able to demonstrate that we are the children of God we are called of God and we are in charge in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I was listening to Pastor Adeboye this morning and he was telling a story. He said he was he was very good friends with a Nigerian head of state and they were just casually talking and the head of state asked a question. He says that the president and the pastor, who is more powerful? And he said, the president said that it's, so Pastor Adeboye said, and I asked him, who, who do you think is more powerful? And the president said, it's the president, of course, because I can make a decree now that everybody should go into their room and nobody should come out and you would not be able to hold your crusade. And the Pastor Adeboye said, yes, you are right. But then, can you make the barren give birth and can you make the lame walk and the blind see? And the president said, man, you are taking it too far. It has to get to a point where we dem the power of God, we need to have the power of God. And it can only come through prayer. There is so many good churches out there carrying no power, carrying no anointing, healing nobody, delivering nobody. So many people's life are being destroyed. So many people are being bound and being oppressed. And uh, um, the, the devil has taken hold of them all because the, they are powerless pastors, powerless churches who talk about godliness but denying the power out thereof and and and, and but in, um 
denying the power of God and refusing people the, the power of God and the healing power of God, refusing people the deliverance of God because people are so self-conscious about themselves that they don't have time to pray, they don't have time to fast, and they don't have time to push so that God would put something on them to be able to help their generation. The Bible says that out of the belly shall flow rivers of, the li rivers of living water. There has to be something flowing out of you. When a river flows out of you, a river is intended to, to be a blessing unto a community. A river does not serve one person. A river serves the interest of a community, even to some point, a river serves the interest of nations because rivers are used for fishing, rivers are used and fishing is source of food and source of income. And rivers are used for irrigation, which is also source of food and source of income. And rivers are also used for transportation. So when the rivers of living waters are flowing out of you, you become a blessing not only to yourself, you become a blessing to your community. You become a blessing to your nation. You become a blessing to many people. That is the place that we have to get to. The Bible said, and that's my favorite scripture, and I quote it over and over, the earnest expectation of all creation awaits the manifestations of, of the sons of God. This is the hour and the time where the church and the children of God has to manifest. And I see you being manifested in the name of Jesus Christ. You are no longer going to sit on the sidelines, but you are going You are going to receive an impartation of prayer. You are going to receive a fire of prayer into your spirit that you will begin to stand upon the altar of prayer. Like Abraham, everywhere he went, he built an altar for God. Everywhere you go, you shall build an altar of prayer that you will begin to pray that the power of God will come upon you. The anointing of God will come upon you and you will begin to be a blessing to your families. You will begin to be a blessing to your community. You begin to be a blessing to your state, to your nation, and to your continent. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, your life will no longer be the same again. You shall be the one that supplies for nations. The Bible says that ask for the nations for your inheritance, and I shall give them unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, when we get onto the altar of prayer, when we get to the point of prayer, and we begin to contend and we begin to pray that God enough is enough, we begin to decree and we begin to declare. We begin to put a stamp on what we allow to happen in our nation. And we begin to disallow what we don't want to happen in our nation. When we lift our voice in prayer, God will hear our voice. God will turn his eyes upon us. God will bring deliverance unto our family. God will bring deliverance unto our nation. God will bring an anointing and a power that breaks every yoke. To break the yoke of bondage. To break the yoke of limitations upon our lives and upon our families in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because of prayerlessness, our life has become a field day for the devil. Because of prayerlessness, Satan do what and does whatever he, he does in our life. But when you begin to pray, I'm telling you this, when you begin to pray, we prayed a lot when we were in Africa, when I was in Africa, we prayed throughout the night. We prayed during the morning. And I saw a change. I saw things happening. I saw, I saw things. I saw things in the in, 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 in beyond the natural, in the spiritual realm. And it has changed my life and it has mocked my, my life forever. 
And I know that what we need, what we need is that we have to get back to the point, the place where we used to pray. We have to get back to bring in prayer. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about once a year prayer here and there. Prayer has to be a very important part of our services. We have to give place to prayer in our churches. We do, we put in emphasis on so many other things. But let me tell you this. When there is enough prayer in, 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 in the church, when there is enough prayer in the church, everything where everything that we are in, putting so much money in and trying so much and uh, trying so hard to do would come easy. You know, I saw a church put up a prayer. I, I, I've seen churches um, start and just explode and blow up. And you ask them what is the secret and all they tell you is prayer. You see ministries doing so much and you ask them what's the secret and you tell, they tell you it's prayer. You see church buildings, church buildings. You know, people are spending money where ministries in America can't even... You know, people are raising money in Africa where ministries in, 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 in America can't even raise in a year. All because of prayer. Because of prayer. Prayer is not an African thing. Prayer is not a South Korean thing. I, was, I watched an um, excerpt of the clips from um, the minister's conference in South Korea. The, I think it just passed not long ago with Dr. Yonggi Cho. I think the man is about 84 years old with Parkinson. And all the man was talking about was prayer. All the man at 84 years old. This man started his ministry, I think, at the age of 26 years. And this man started his ministry on the foundations of prayer. And at the age of 84, gathering thousands, there was about 800,000 people present. Gathering 800,000 people, and the man was still talking about the importance of prayer. So, you know, that tells you, that tells you. The only way you can have power in your life is when you have a very strong prayer life. The only way you can overcome the devil in your life is when you have a very strong prayer life. Because you have to understand this, that prayer sets you ablaze. Prayer sets you on fire. The reason why there is troubles, always troubles in your life, always sickness in your life, it seems like you are always the, 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 the let me find the word to you, you are always a target of the enemy. It seems like, you know what, why can't Satan go to target this person or the other person? It seems like I take two steps forward and I'm pushed ten steps backwards. It's because there is a lack of Prayer. There is the prayerlessness. Because when you start fire, anybody that has ever camped before or, or does camping, when you start a fire, every insect, every animal runs away from the fire. Because the more, as long as the fire is burning, they would, they would run away because when they come, the fire would burn them. But the moment the fire goes out and it becomes just a heap of ashes, you go back the next day and there is like ants and dogs and other animals playing in the ashes. What does that tell you? That when the fire goes, when the fire runs out or dies out, every other animal, everything, every insect comes to play. 
So the reason why every, it seems like every devil is playing around your house, playing in your house, is because there is no fire burning. And I believe that after this broadcast, after this, after this TV program, God will put a fire in your heart. God will put a fire in your spirit. God will put a fire on you that the, anything that has been hidden, any serpent that is hidden in your house, is hidden in your life, is hidden around you, that because of the fire that is coming on you this morning, that serpent will come out of its hiding place in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That sickness will come out of your body in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That problem will come out in the mighty name of Jesus. Within a few moments, I'm going to lead you into a, um, a, simple, a simple prayer that we would pray that God will set you on fire. God will set us on fire. That God will put a spirit of intercession in our heart. God will put in us the spirit of intercession that we would begin to pray. That we will not be able to sleep through the night. That God would wake us up in the midnight hours. We will begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. We will begin to pray with our understanding. We will begin to intercede for our nation. We will begin to pray for the president. We will begin to pray for Israel. We will begin to pray for our children. That our children that are not serving the Lord, we will, instead of sitting home and crying, we will stand upon the altar of prayer and begin to command their release. We will begin to command their deliverance. We will begin to command their freedom. We will begin to stand upon the altar of prayer and command our breakthrough. And we will begin to see breakthroughs in every area of our life. We will begin to see deliverance in every area of our life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. The Bible says that for God has given us all every spiritual blessings in the heavens through Christ Jesus. But we have to know how to receive those blessings. And those blessings shall be received through prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are, if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, I want you to lift up your hands to heaven and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost with me. Now, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Ye brekete de basando, rika bahanta da bayande debe, remende debe, yika bahanto dobo, yika barabada ba, rakara baraba, shante de bahanda raba, rika bayanto dobo, reba kara basande, ye breka bahanto dobo, rika bahanta baraba, she breka bahande. In the mighty name of the Bible said in the book of James that, it, that Elijah was a man just like us, like with like passion. He prayed that there should be no rain for three and a half years and there was no rain. And Elijah prayed again that let the, he, look, listen, one man prayed that let the heavens be shut and the heavens were shut. One man prayed that let the heavens be opened and the heavens was opened. The Bible says that when Joshua was going to war, Joshua needed a son to, st to stand still so that he can gain victory over his enemies. And Joshua spoke to the son. And the sun stood still for him. Let me tell you, anything that is moving against you in the mighty name of Jesus, as you begin to pray, it will stand still until God gives you the victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Every whatever heavens have, that has been shut against your destiny, this morning by the reason of your prayer, the heavens shall be open unto you. I declare that the heavens shall be open unto you. The heavens shall be open unto you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Continue to pray with me in the Holy Ghost. Ye break a bahande, re bakabaraba. Shantere bayakaba.
Rika todobo reka bahante debe. Remendere bayaka baha. Shindere bahaya. Antara bahando de baha. Raka todobo rebaha. Antara basandere baha. Yendere bayaka baha. Raka todobo rebehete deba. Andere bayahante deba. Shebre ekere bahanda daba. Rabaka todobo rebaha. Antara bayika yandada. Rebedebedebe. Shebre kabahando. Roko sotodobo. Yibre kabahante debe. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that. For Paul and Silas were put into prison. Acts chapter 16 verse 25 going. They were put in, into prison. They began to pray. When they began to pray, the Bible says that they began to sing hymns and praises unto God. The foundations of the prison began to shake. Their chains was broken off from their arms. And the prison doors came open. Whatever has been shut, whatever prison... What prison of sickness, you know, prison is a place where you come to, where it's like you are, your life has been limited. The things you want to do, you can't do. Your will is no longer your will. You can't get up and do whatever you want to do. You need to be helped to go to the bathroom. Whatever prison that you have been put into, as you begin to pray now, God will break you out of the foundations will be shaken. God will send an earthquake onto that problem in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And whatever has not been put there by God will begin to be shaken in the name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you put your hand on your belly and you begin to pray in your own language and you begin to talk to God and you begin to tell God that which you want God to do for you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Makaraba shato dobo rebahante de be. Ye brekarabaraba shante de bayande de be. Rikabahanto dobo. Ye brekatarabaraba. Rakabarabaraba. Sharabarabaraba. Rabarabaraba. Shakatarabaraba. Hantarabaraba. Rabakato dobo. Shebakabahantaraba. Rakabahantaraba. Ye brekabarabaraba. Shanto dobo. Rebakabahante de be. Rebakabarabaraba. Shante de be de be. Rebakabahanto dobo. Rekabarabaraba. In the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your one hand to heaven and say, God, as I pray now, say, my father, my Lord, pray this prayer after me. You, the words that I'm saying, say it after me. And then you pray. I'm showing you how to pray. My father, my God, as I pray now, put in me, the spirit of intercession. Put in me the spirit of prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. And now you open up your mouth and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, put in me the spirit of prayer and intercession in the name of Jesus. Father, put in me the spirit of prayer and intercession in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Jibreka bahantadaba, reka bahantadaba, raka badabadaba, raka badabadaba, shaka todobo yebedebe, yibreka bahantadaba shandi, yebreka bahantodobo, yebreka bahantadaba yabadaba, raka badabadaba, yantadabadaba. Father, put in me the spirit of prayer. The spirit of intercession in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, put in me today the spirit of prayer and intercession in the name of Jesus. You are praying that Father, in the name of Jesus, revive my prayer life. Revive my prayer life. Revive my prayer life in the name of Jesus. Open up your mouth and pray wherever you are watching me. Father, revive my prayer life in the name of Jesus. Revive my prayer life in the name of Jesus. Father, revive my prayer life, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Kibara Bashanto Ruburika Bahante Debi, Reka Bahanta Rabayan Dede Bahaya, Yebreya Kanto Ruburi Bahanta Raba, Yikayarabara Bashahanta Rabaha, Yede Bahando de Bahaya, Yahanta Rabahaya Baraba, Reke de Berabashandi. Father, whatever dries me up, dries my prayer life. When I begin to pray, then I start to yawn. The moment I begin to pray, then thoughts and things that I need to do comes into my mind. Father, whatever is contending and fighting against my prayer life, as I pray now, oh God, let it dry up in Jesus' name. Let every negative energy fighting against my prayer life, let it begin to dry up out of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Open up your mouth and pray with me now. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. For now, we are praying. I want you to pray that Father puts a, the spirit of prayer upon every... You are praying for the church that you go to, your, the respective churches that you go to. Lord, let there be a spirit of prayer in my church. If you are a pastor, pray that God... If you are a pastor, it starts from you because like priests, like people, the anointing flows from the head. God told Aaron, God told Moses to pour the oil the anointing oil upon the head of Aaron, and it flowed down through his beard, downwards to his body. The anointing flows through the head. So if your, your church doesn't like prayer, it's because you are not a prayerful person. And there is a way to pray that would make people interested in prayer. There is a way you have to teach people how to pray. The disciples went to Jesus Christ and said, Master, teach us how to pray. As John taught his disciples, it was in the customs of the Pharisees or the scribes to teach their disciples how to pray. Yes, you can teach people how to pray. You can learn how to pray. Because James says that when we pray and we receive not, it's because we pray amiss. So you've been praying the wrong prayer for so long. If you pray and you don't receive, you pray amiss. There is, you need to learn how to pray. You need to teach your congregation how to pray. And you need to be able to instill 
prayer life into, the, into your church. And when you do, you will see that there will be a transformation. When you begin to pray, you see that God will begin to drop things in your spirit. When you begin to pray, you will see that God will begin to open your eyes. You begin to see beyond the natural. I was speaking to somebody the, day, the night before I, 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 I flew, I came. And he was sitting in my living room, and as we were talking, I began to say certain things, and his wife turned to me and said, how did you know? Because I just saw these things in a vision. Because when they told me that they were coming, I sat in the chair waiting for them, and as I was waiting for them, the whole time I was waiting for them, I was praying. I was praying. So when you begin to pray, you see that God begins to open your eyes. When you begin to pray, you see that God begins to, your spirit begins to be sharpened. Your, 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 your spirit opens up and you begin to see the things that nobody sees. You begin to hear the things that nobody hears. You begin to become sharper. The reason why people die cheaply in churches, that churches go from one surprise attack after the other, because there is no one praying in the church. If there is someone praying, God, the Bible says that God would not withhold anything from his servants, the prophets, that he would reveal everything that he's doing to them. Many churches don't even know the what is going on in, in the world now because people people's spirit are numb. And your spirit can only be sharpened when you pray. It is very important. A prayerlessness Christian is a powerlessness Christian. You can't be a Christian and not pray. You can't tell me that you have faith and not pray. Because how can you even exercise your faith? It's through prayer. If somebody, you know, how can you exercise your faith? It's through prayer. And show me a man of faith and I'll show you a man of prayer. Any man that tells you that they have, they are, because, they, because of their faith, they don't pray, they are lying to you. Because if you have faith, you pray. Praying is not a sign of lack of faith. Though you can pray and not have faith. But praying is not a sign of lack of faith. Praying is actually a manifestation of faith. Because when you have faith, you pray. Because when you have faith, you believe on that which God has said. And you pray it into existence. Because God says it, I will pray it that, so that it happens. And you don't, you know, there is, you don't pray little. You don't pray less. You have to train yourself that you pray more and more. More and more. Because the Bible says that you, you know, the Bible said many times in the Bible that pray at all times. Pray without ceasing. Always praying. Because it's constantly throughout the Bible. So prayer has to be a nature of a Christian. Even when you are not praying, you are praying. I was, uh, one of my friends was taking a nap. He was sleeping when we were in Ghana. And all of a sudden, he woke out of his sleep. Stood up. And prayed for about 10 in his sleep. Stood up out of his sleep. Prayed for about 10 minutes and went back to bed. He woke up the next day. He didn't even know that he did that. Prayer is supposed to be a second, not a second nature. It's supposed to be part of the Christian life. You are walking on the streets and all of a sudden you start speaking in tongues and you don't even realize that you are praying. It's supposed to be part of your life. And when you realize that and when that becomes part of you, you see that your life becomes unstoppable. No devil can come near you. No demons can stay in your domain. That you walk in a room and devils begins to manifest. People see you and they point to you and say, I hate you. I remember when we went, to, we went into a, a restaurant with Evangelist Shuttlesworth um, and Pastor Toms. 
And all of a sudden, a, a lady sitting on the bar just started insulting us. Because what? An anointing came into the room that was tormenting whatever spirit she had. Jesus had that happen to him. Oh, Jesus, have you come to torment us before our time? When he went to places. When the fire is burning deep in you, every serpent, every sickness would begin to run out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you. I'm, we have pray, I'm, I've prayed with you. Let me pray for you. I'm going to pray for you today that any part of your body that you have been afflicted with sickness, God will touch you and heal you in the name of Jesus. Open up your heart, open up your mind to receive and believe that God will do that for you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for your miracle power. And I thank you again, oh God, that always when we call on your name, you listen to us and you hear us and you answer us. Father, you, be, you have never left us hanging. And this is not a time for you to leave us hanging. Father, I'm praying for my brothers and my sisters watching on TV and on Facebook and YouTube live. Father, I'm praying that if there is anyone afflicted among them, afflicted with sickness, afflicted with a devil, whatever is going on in their life, that Father is beyond them. They've run out of options. And now they are turning to you. The doctors have, the doctors have called their case hopeless. Oh, Father, even if it's not hopeless, Father, we are pr praying to you, O oh God, that as we prayed for the girl that was afflicted, Father, like three days ago, the girl that was afflicted with severe headache for two weeks, didn't know what to do. And Father, you came into her aid, healed her instantly, and she has been remained healed. Father, as you did for her, do for everyone watching that needs a touch in their body, that needs healing in their body. Father, I'm asking you as your son and your servant, that as you called me, O oh God, to preach your word, and your signs and your wonders shall follow. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above every other name, the name that heals cancer, the name that heals cancer in the bone. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that that person watching that is sick of cancer in the bone, that is sick of arthritis, that is sick of that blood disease, that is sick of that headache, of that backache. Lord, touch them. Lord, heal them now. Heal them now. Heal them now. Let every deposit that is in their body that has not been put there by you, let it begin to come out of their body now. Let it begin to come out of their body now. Father, when we prayed for that lady in, in, in Kumasi, Father, that heart stroke, and we touched her and she began to vomit. She began to vomit things out. Father, I pray that anything in the body that is not supposed to be there, let it begin to come out of their bodies now as they listen and as they watch. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let it begin to come out of your bodies. Let that sickness come out of your bodies. Let that sickness leave you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command the cells of cancer to dry up and come out of your body. Let the tumors fall, off your, uh, fall out of your bodies now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your healing power, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, for there is nothing impossible for you. I give you all the praise, Lord. I adore you and honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you all the praise. We adore you. Well, that was it for this podcast. We hope you were blessed by it. We hope you were encouraged and your faith was built as you listened to Evangelist Kofi. If there's something you have to say, if there's a comment you want to leave, a question that you have for him, a testimony that you want to share, make sure you contact us by emailing info at worldevangelistic.com. If you were blessed by the message and you'd like an opportunity to stand with us financially, all you have to do is go online, worldevangelistic.com, click on the Give button, and all the instructions will follow. We hope to see you next time. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. Will you see you next time? God bless.